they go to a different church for them, Mark? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I can hear it now, Jordan. Um, they go to, uh, his, his, uh, in-laws are, go to church and, so. Alright, we're live. It's 6.32. We are late. But, hello? <laughs> Saying that for the people online too, hello? Um, we're going to be in Mark 3 where we're supposed to be Tuesday, starting at verse 13. Jacob's going to miss out. Sorry, Jacob. But before we do that, we have, I believe, a movie night for with the worship team, Francis, and anyone who wants to go. Uh, hit up Francis for that. She wants to go to a drive-in movie theater. So that would be pretty cool. Um, let me think. What hey, are there? What are um, announcements? The uh, the Christmas, the church Christmas party is on the seventeenth. Um, it's a potluck right after church, and aren't we? We're going to do a home invasion on the sixteenth. Yes, oh. <laughs> we're going to do a home invasion on Tina. Um, right now she's living at a. I can't remember the exact place, but she's living at this uh, elderly, like home area, and so we're doing a, help, oh, we're doing a home nice, invasion for nice. her. She uh, she sold her house to be able to live there because she was falling and getting hurt. So we'll be there on the sixteenth. And I think this Saturday is Women's Craft. Saturday the ninth. I, I think it's at one o'clock. Just don't want to find out. But if you're interested in that, there's gonna be a craft day. They do uh, mom designs these or finds these little crafts to do and they're actually pretty cool. I can't spoil anything. So okay. I'm, I'm always told not to, unfortunately. I used, I actually used to do crafts when I was a kid. Oh. <laughs> don't tell nobody, bro. Right. Don't tell anybody. You, hey, it's, it's you did you did crafts with the women? No, no, I'm joking. <laughs> we used to have an old housekeeper, and she taught us crafts when we were little. Don't tell nobody, but Mikey's right here. He's like, he's like okay, get ready, Matt. I've got something on Squeak now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anything else that I know of? Not really. I don't think we have anything else going on. Yeah, I think that's it. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, just uh, thank you for those watching online. Thank you for those here, Lord. Thank you for this time to be in fellowship with you, Lord. We ask that you would just have your hand over us as we read your word and bring us into your knowledge of the word, Lord, and your understanding. And we ask these things in your name. In Jesus' name we say, amen. Amen. I almost forgot. We have to read 1 Corinthians 13. Oh, I don't reminded you. You reminded me, but you're stuck on that computer. Well, it's going to remind you. All right. It says in, uh, well, we start in 1 Corinthians 13, 13. But it says, 
And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Now, since you guys are new, you actually don't know why we go there. Um, maybe Mikey remembers. Do you remember? No. No? So the, the yeah, reason why we remember is convenient. No, the reason why we actually go here is uh, Jacob started this so that we would, when we're reading through this gospel, that it'll keep our minds on focus with what the Lord has. Because when you're reading through the gospels, you should be able to find one or more of these things, maybe all, even all three, into whatever you're reading. And if you don't see it, if your knowledge and what you're thinking about does not align with faith, hope, or love, and you don't see it there, then you're reading it wrong. Because you should see faith, hope, or love, or all three in these uh, Gospels. And so, when we're reading through it, that's what we're, not only are we looking for that, but we're also digging in deeper with it. So, it says on 13, Jesus went up to the mountainside and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed twelve, designating them apostles, that they might be with him, and that he might send them to preach, and to, and to have authority to drive out demons. These are the twelve he appointed, Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, son of Zebedee, Zebedee and his brother John, to him he gave the name Ber I don't know how to say that. You know how to say that? Um Simon to whom they name he gave Zebedee, uh he gave uh Bonargis. Bonargis. Bonargis sons. Which means <laughs> sons of thunder. Andrew Philip Barth Bartholomew, Matthew Thomas, James son of Alphaeus. Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Now, I mean, that pretty much speaks for itself. It's just telling us right off the bat that these people, he called, he went to, and he talked to these people. Some of them met him while he was doing miraculous signs. Some of them he just um, met on the way doing stuff. And they completely believed in him. They saw miracles come from him. He called them. Each one of them, he said, come and follow me. Mm -hmm. And so, not only that, but with what we talked about with the 1 Corinthians 13, 13, what do we see here with just this small passage? I mean, do you see faith, hope, or love? Or do you see all three? I see them. Um, so... The, the love is Jesus calling them. Jesus called these people. And then, and then by faith and hope, they came to him. So he called them, but then they, they had faith and hope. They believed in him and they came. You know, otherwise, otherwise they wouldn't have followed him. They wouldn't have. Okay. <laughs> it's just. <clears throat> It, it's beautiful how he pulled these people together too, because if you look at the back, the back lives, um, you know he didn't call qualified people. He he called the fishermen. He called the the tax collector. He called he called a zealot. You know, if you watched uh, if you watched any of the chosen, it kind of shows you what a zealot is. You know, Simon the zealot. 
and um and yeah and so all these people came from different walks of life but yet um they each had a purpose and and uh you know jesus knew what he was doing when he called them all even when he called judas you know and and i love the image of judas too is like i don't know you probably seen the meme on facebook but they they say you know what judas had the best teacher and yet he fell you know and so we all we all can fall we all can wander away um it's a matter of sticking close to jesus you know the bible tells us that um man you know it with man it's impossible right there's a lot of things to get over in this world and and if we try and do it on our own it's impossible but but with god all things are possible and so that's the beautiful thing hey he made it i thought you weren't gonna come i found a ride <laughs> i thought you would have went up and, and snowboarded uh, well, Allie, uh, Allie, uh, she came home and i was like oh you're gonna be here can you pick up tony and then, she, and then you just drove as fast she was like a little upset that i was coming down here but she said i can go so I got hey. permission. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Mary Jane. Uh, that passage. Oh, okay. I'm waving at the camera back there. Hi, Mary Jane. Hi, uh, hi, Jackie. Missed you guys. Oh. <laughs> You're on TV. You're on uh, Facebook. But it's on hidden camera. <laughs> what I had to look up real quick. In your mic too. Was <laughs> there's a microphone the hanging out of the ceiling up there. Is, do you guys know what Simon's original meaning for his name was? Because he, he later changed his name to Peter. And there's a reason for both. But the first part was, do you know the meaning of Simon? Mm, I don't even know. It says to hear, listen, or to follow. And then he changed his name to Peter, which means the rock. Right? And so this man who was to hear, listen, or follow was following the Lord, Jesus. And then he changes his name to Peter, which mm -hmm. you only see a couple of times where he actually calls him Peter. And there's a couple of times where he calls him Simon because of the way he's acting in that moment. Is he acting like the rock? No, yeah, he calls him Simon. <laughs> like you see it Simon, at the end Simon, of Luke, yeah. you see that. Oh, Simon, wow. Simon, what are you doing? Do you love me? And all these different things. So when he's acting like Simon, someone who needs to hear or listen... Wow. He calls him Simon, and when he calls him Peter, he's um, talking to someone who's acting as a rock that these disciples need to. And so it's actually, I realized that a while back, because it's That's pretty true. significant when you read through it. There's reasons why he changes his name multiple times when he calls him, because he changed his name to Peter, but yet still calls him Simon. I thought it was actually a really funny little uh, thing Jesus does. Mm -hmm. But... Other than that, you got anything to say on it? On um, 1313? Hi, Roger. No, not 1313. Through 13 oh, through I just said you just finished that. 13 through 19. Uh, Mark. Mark. Dizzy yeah. Bear says, didn't Jesus change the names? Yes, Jesus did. That he was. That's what he was just talking about. Um, he didn't change all their names, but um, Levi... Levi, he called Matthew, and Simon, he called Peter, and James and John, he called the Sons of Thunder. Um, 
I don't think there was other names changed. Not At least it don't mention them. Oh, pop that. Yeah, that's uh, Mary probably. No. I'm coming, I'm coming. But you got anything to add on that? No, I think it was just uh, I think the only thing I really get out of that that small passage is uh, the only thing I get out of that small passage is that this is the this is the pointing out of who Jesus is called to be a witness to um, uh, what's about to take place, um, and it, it's the start of when when his ministry is going to become public, you know, like as we read earlier in these, we see that um, every time that someone says he's the son of man, he tells them to be quiet or uh, does a healing. He, he, he says, go, you don't, tell no one. don't tell anyone, you know? And I think this is the, the, the point at which that ministry is going to start to change where, where even if there is someone to not uh, say anything, um, it's going to get past that where where people can't keep quiet anymore and these miracles are going to start to take place and these people are called to be the witnesses of the mm -hmm. yeah. uh, of that testimony that uh, the Lord's given us so that's all I got on that both part got anything Mike no well just know that um you know these these guys walked with them and they were taught by him and and then you know and we'll see later in the scriptures they're sent out you know to preach the gospel and and it's the same today the more we spend the time with christ the more we are supposed to share his light his love with the world um there was something really cool i saw um i was reading this little study and was talking about how how we're called to love people right but it it doesn't say that we're supposed to be reactive love it's supposed it says um we love because God, christ first loved us right and and that's how the world's gonna love when we first love them and so we need to reach out to people in love first I was like, I was pretty, it was eye-opening to me because, you know, we, we think about, oh, well, treat people good, you know, respond good re regardless of, but no, we need to be, we need to be the initiators because it was God's love, initial love that brought us to him, you know, and so he first loved us. And it's the same way people are going to come in and receive him as if we love them first, right. you know. That makes and a lot so, of sense. So yeah, I was I was pretty I was tripping out on that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's first John. We loved him because he first loved us. Right. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Want to take us into the next place? Is that nice. chapter four or no? Oh no. Uh, sure. Twenty. Yeah, three twenty. And did you go over what uh, what thirteen thirteen was and everything? Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, I know like most of you guys are new here. Um. Does anyone want to volunteer to read, or you guys just want to sit back and listen for today? <laughs> you guys are the new people. <laughs> He's like, you guys are new. I'm, I'm new here. I'm yeah. old. We like to get like an inter uh, an interaction yeah, between yeah. between everyone because when uh, when everyone's engaged, uh, there's more of like. Mm -hmm. uh, 
uh, a fellowship going on. So, because I don't like to be a soundboard or anything, you know, I'm not, I'm not really like one to listen to myself. So he's not a preacher. <laughs> Interact. So if you guys feel like you need to want to read or anything, just let just let us know. So, but uh, Roger. So hello, mom says. My mom says greetings, brothers and sisters in Christ. Love and prayers for you all. Hi, Joe. Joe, mama. Hey, grandma. <laughs> all right. So I'll uh, I'll read. Uh, we're gonna read from twenty to the rest of the chapter. All right. It says, then Jesus entered a house, and again a crowd gathered, so that his disciples were not even able to eat. When his family heard about this, they went to take charge of him, for they said, He is out of his mind. And the teachers of the law who came down from Jerusalem said, He is possessed by Beelzebul, by the prince of demons he is driving out demons. So Jesus called them over to him and began to speak to them in parables. How can Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan opposes himself and is divided, he cannot stand. His end has come. In fact, no one can enter a strong man's house without first tying him up. Then he can plunder the, the strong man's house. Truly I tell you, people can be forgiven for all their sins and every slander they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. They are guilty of an internal of an eternal sin. He said this because they were saying he has an impure spirit. Then Jesus' mother and brothers arrived. Standing outside, they sent, they sent someone in to call him. A crowd was sitting around, and they told him, Your mother and brothers are outside looking for you. Who is my mother and my brothers, he asked. Then he looked at those sitting in, seated in a circle around him and said, Here are my mother and brothers. Whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. Amen. Powerful stuff, huh? How, do you guys under? Do you, how many of you guys understand that parable? That was just. Uh, you guys get it, or oh, yeah. you guys like uh, kind of are unsure? Okay, you guys get it. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna take it. We're gonna go back and go through it in depth, verse by verse. So, you want to lead us on the first couple, or? Mike, you want to lead us on the first couple what? verses? No? To read it? We'll just uh, go over what the first par paragraph was or anything? No? Yeah, Come on. Thank you. <laughs> oh. Quiet day today. He's <laughs> <laughs> right, not shy because I'm here, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's shy because Matt's not oh. going <laughs> I'm just kidding. Matt. It says uh, that Jesus entered the house and again the crowd gathered so that his disciples were not even able to eat. When his family heard about this, they went to take charge of him, and they said, he is out of his mind. So why do you think they were, why, why they were saying he was out of his mind? He's out of his mind because he's sitting there and still in a room full of people, like not even trying to leave, not even trying to do anything against it, and he was probably healing and um, teaching like he usually does. 
Well, you like... always go into Matthew and Luke to find out what was really happening. Well, it's, it, it goes in with the first verse, too, because the crowd was gathered. And there was so many people, they're not even able to eat. So there wasn't even room to eat, you know. And, and so, um, and, and this is why Jesus told them over and over, don't tell anyone. You know, I've made you well. Go, don't tell anyone. Your, your faith has healed you. You know, and, and so because he knew it was going to be like this. And, um, and he's trying to he's trying to be able to go about his ministry. It's not that he doesn't want their crowds. It's that that he needs the room for people to hear, you know. And and um, but his but his family don't understand because it's going against the grain of everything in the world, you know. Um, he was turning it, yeah, he's turning it upside down. And so, um, yeah, uh. The uh, if you if you read the the previous passages, there there was another time where a large crowd was gathered with him, and so the notoriety at this point is getting quite large, and and what their family is used to, you know, it, it's it's probably the opposite. Yeah, it's the, the opposite, opposite of what <laughs> having no one like, right? look at them. So, I think uh, I think what people are starting to see here from from the from the first couple verses is that this is this is unheard of this is it's a new thing you know it's quite quite big mm-hmm. so i remember in i think it's luke um talks about jesus doing miracles and the first one they said we've never seen it done like this, that god would give this man so much power right and he's chipping everybody out and that's why they're coming to him in multitude yeah yeah like and they wanted to see this and they wanted to see it happen yeah like imagine suffering from an illness and you hear about this guy not doing it just once, but doing it all the time. You're gonna, you're gonna walk 200 miles to go see this guy just so right. you don't have to deal with it. You know, make a hole in the wall. Yeah, make a hole in the wall <laughs> or the roof or rip the roof. Yeah, just to get to. Well, yeah, and you suffer infirmities for years. I mean, imagine the the woman was it 12 years? Oh, I think it's 18 or 18 years. years or something like that. You know, and 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 wow, there's there's a guy healing people. There's an opportunity. You know. And That's uh, when she was probably just crawling on her hands and knees, trying to just touch his cloak, let alone. Right. Yeah. There, there's your hope. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's your hope. Mary Jane says, hello from me and Leah. And uh, Tracy, my sister, says, hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Tracy's in Arkansas. And my mom is in Arizona. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we had a lady watching from Ohio that I met online and play a game with, and, and oh, anyway, yeah. she start she start watching. She hasn't been on lately, and we need to keep her in prayer. Her name's Judy. Um, her mom had passed away a, a month or so ago, and she's still really really struggling with it. So. Just, everything um, started coming against you, right? When the family, the rest of the family, and everything. So she's like really struggling with it. So, all right. So verse twenty-two, huh? Yep. All right. It says, "And the teachers of the law who came down from Jerusalem said, he is possessed by Beelzebul, by the prince of demons. He is driving out demons.'" I think that's always hilarious. So I, uh, um, the the notoriety is uh, getting 
getting so big that the teachers of the law are getting jealous because they they put the law first and what they would do is they would they would take the law and then instead of living the law themselves they would make themselves look good on the outside and then stack the law on top of someone who's suffering from it you know Mm -hmm. they would you know at this time people would come to sacrifice for their sins and they would bring whatever they had to sacrifice and then they would go no that's not good enough here's if you you can buy this one and it's better you know like they would just create more hassle you know it's like it's like being overtaxed you know eventually you know it it comes to a breaking point and that's what that's what was going on in the in the in the synagogues at the time you know is oppression yeah oppression yeah just in a different just view. yeah when so supposed to teach them about god they were oppressing them yeah you know what I'm saying? it was mm-hmm. like these are the people that are supposed to help you but they're actually hurting you mm-hmm. yeah. exactly yeah they're, they're causing burdens instead of and, and what they were seeing and the reason why they came down and then saying like oh he's demon possessed is because they were losing their power from the people because right it's the people that give you power you know um it's not it's not like they're just giving it and that's it uh, the, what they were starting to notice is that there was a man that was healing people and teaching people and uh, showing them there's a new way and it might be the Messiah because they're all looking for the Messiah at this time, you know. So they saw that they were losing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were like, oh, we're we're at threat. This is crazy, you know. So they couldn't see it themselves. And instead of listening to the guy and loving the guy like mm. they're supposed to, like the law says themselves, they they took it in their worldly matter and mm. started uh, chucking slander at him, you know, yeah. committing sin themselves, you know. And I think it's like anything these days too. Like <clears throat> probably one by one on one, they probably each on their own real believed who he was. Yeah. But you get a group together too, and a little bit of pride, and oh no, I'm my position's going to be taken away or whatever, and. So they feel threatened, and and in a group, yeah, they gang up. I I don't I don't think they believe for a second that he was possessed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they even knew. Yeah, yeah they, they knew who possessed. he was. Yeah, they're the ones who studied it. You know, mm-hmm. they had to know. If they didn't believe, they, it was out of like they they didn't belong where they were teaching. Right. You know, like in their heart, they were wrong instead of. That's what, right. And that's why he, he blasted them so hard, you know, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Whitewashed tombs. Yeah. You know. Or it'd be like John just calling them brutal vipers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and something like like you touched on the legalism, too, that, that they tried putting on people or that they were oppressing people with. Um, you know what? It still happens today. Yeah. You know, in, in different ways, like... Like, look, um, when we first come to the Lord, right, we're on fire, right? And so we're telling people about God, but we're also telling them, well, you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be doing this or that. That's not our place to to tell people what they should or shouldn't be doing. Our place is to tell them about Jesus. You know, and if they want to know what the Word says, we tell them what the Word says. But it's like I, I, I bring this up all the time. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. He has a little clip in the on the on the um, radio, but he tells him, "Oh, Steve, Steve something." Anyway, he says, uh, 
He says, Jesus called us to be fishers of men, but he says, I think I heard Jesus say, you catch them and I'll clean them. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's, and that's, and that's what it is. You know what? We're supposed to point them to Jesus and it's Jesus's job to clean people up. He convicts people of, you know, through the word of, oh man, I shouldn't be doing that. Oh, it hits, it hits you, you know, where you're at. And so it's his job to do the cleansing and because he knows the timing. He knows our hearts. He knows everyone comes at their own levels. You know, my convictions aren't Jacob's convictions, aren't Mike's convictions. You know, it's not we're we're all at different levels. Ultimately, those those convictions will all be the same as we all grow and get closer to him. But now we're just all, you know, he's addressing the greatest need in each of us first. You know, it's just, um, but yeah, we we tend to get legalistic like that of yeah. how we shouldn't do this. Yeah, we put ourselves back under the law, right? <laughs> and it's not about and we that. Try to yeah, and it's not about us being perfect. We've been made perfect because of what He did, but we're still sinners saved by grace, and and um, we still make mistakes, and we just got to get up each day and and return to Him and give it back to Him and and try and do better you know that's that's you you're not going to fool god he knows your heart and if you're deliberately going out there doing things and and you know better you know there's there's something to answer for that but yet um but the making the mistakes and and we make mistakes we step in it even knowing they prompt us don't do that oh you know i need to you know we all do it but yet uh but um we got to try and do better because he knows our hearts. He knows the desires of our heart and that's all he wants from us. Cause that's all we have to give him is our heart. And so, you know, just, just to try and do better and, and, uh, and, and try and show people love and, and, uh, who he is by not, by not beating them down about what they're not doing. You know, it's funny too. Cause I think, uh, like, like, um, I beat myself down sometimes when I don't have time to read, you know, I was like, Oh man, I blew it, you know, but it's not like that. Yeah, it's, not. <laughs> it's not like that at all. Now you became your own Pharisee. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> right? You, we do. Yeah. Right. And the right, the right message is I haven't read. Now I got to go read. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> I have, I have the moment now where I got time. I'm alive. I got breath. Yeah. Yep. Forget what is behind Move forward. Mm hmm. And yeah, if you absolutely. In the morning, don't worry about it. When you remember to read, go read. Mm -hmm. All right. So verse twenty-three. You want to so, take that? You want to take that one, Paul? So Jesus called them and spoke to them in parables. How can Satan drive out Satan? Do you want to read the whole parable? Oh, yeah, read the whole parable okay. since we're starting it. If the kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan opposes himself and is divided, he cannot stand. His end has come. You know, um, that's uh, <clears throat> you can't. You know, you can't even even like James said in our lives. Look, can fresh water and salt water come from the same same you know stream you know um 
talking about us how with our with our mouth we praise god but then the same mouth breath we curse people too and um we we need to make it right but but in this um yeah a, a divided house does not stand it falls and and so um he's not going to drive out himself you know and and just explain it to him you guys are foolish you're you're using nonsense <laughs> I mean, it's just a matter of it's a matter of it's it's even it's even a worldly thing, you know. It's you can see it. It's just the way the ways of nature how it operates. Mm -hmm. you, you can't, you know. It's, you look at our government. You know, I'm not going to get political. Just just the only the fact that you see the fights in there. You know, the one party can't get along with the other party, and they're constant, constant. And and the government can't stand that way. It's not going to stand that way. Eventually, it's going to fall. It's going to become so divided that nothing gets done. You know, and it's sad to watch, but but it's the facts. It's the way it's going to happen. You know. So anyway, that's what that's what I see in it. That um, yeah, you can't you can't oppose yourself. And, and the same in the church, we got to have unity, and that's a big thing. Why why Christ talks about us being unified in Him? Because look, if we start having little divisions and stuff, then then we can't stand either. You know, many churches have torn torn apart over little things, and yeah, you know, I I see a. I see this parable in every aspect of life, um, spiritually. Um, it's it sense your growth. If, if you're divided in any any sense of your your walk with the Lord, um, if you're divided against it, you're you're gonna you're gonna either stay right where you're at and not grow, or you're gonna fall back, and then you're gonna get woken back up again, and then figure out and then you'll just come back to the same spot and it'll cause you to do the same thing over and over again. But it also in, in, in all aspects of life, it's the same way. You, can, you can't move forward until um, you come to an agreement with yourself or with the team you're working with or uh, as a large party. Um, Things can't go anywhere unless everyone's in agreement. Because once there's a disagreement, uh, then then it all falls apart. You know, you can find that in every aspect of society. You know, mm -hmm. that's why you know communism really doesn't work. You know, because one guy's gonna stand up and say, "I don't agree with that. I'm not gonna do that." You know, and 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 so going back to the spiritual side of it. Is that if you're divided against yourself in something that you're doing, you know, beating yourself up over it, or I'm not ready to give that up, or I'm not going to do this, or I don't understand this, so I'm just going to do this. You know, if you if you divide yourself uh, from your your spiritual growth, you, you'll you'll just level out or fall back, one of the two, because it it'll turn into instead of trying to learn and see what the Lord has created us for, and for the purpose that we were created for. Then uh, we go back to our old selfish ways. Mm -hmm. You know, we go back into the way of the world thinking instead of thinking like selfless. We go back to selfish. I need my time. I want to do my thing instead of being. Let me help my neighbor. Let me uh, love my brother. Let me, you know, uh, help out here and there. You know, it turns in from 
going going from the old death way where everything falls apart, everything gets broken to giving your life to Christ and understanding it, there's growth in life. But once you find that division, the growth in life just falls apart and you go back to the old ways. Right. It's okay to not agree with everything people say, but but not to have it cause division. Yeah. Paul said Paul talked about disputable matters, you right? Know, things that things that weren't important. You just let them go. Stuck in yeah. genealogies yeah. and yeah. endless quarrel things or something, right? Yeah, because he talked about some people esteem one day higher than another, and some people esteem every day alike. You know, and and you know what? You you don't knock the people that are that. Hey, it's got to be Saturday worship, or it's got to be Sunday worship. You know, and because you know. The fact is, you know, whether it's whether it's one day or every day, you know, um, that that's that's for them to, you know, for God to God to uh, yeah, show it to them. That's not the purpose. Maybe the purpose sh- isn't to figure out everything. Right. It's to share with other people the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. That's that you you don't want to forget the the simplicity of it. The simplicity right. is to, you know, show people who who God is. And if you're if you're dividing each other, you know, yeah. then like I said, that aspect of life it'll like like in in a perfect world where everyone uh followed this, there would be no denominations. It would just be people believing what they believed, but they wouldn't forget the purpose. Right. And the purpose would be to share with people who don't know yet the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know? be a lot more of a place that's loving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we've all heard that house cannot divide, a house divided can't stand, right? We've heard it somewhere. Pretty famous quote, in America at least. Right. You got anything on it, Jordan? No. No? You guys got it pretty good. Anybody like anything? No, just like him pointing out the Salinas and their logic, saying like if if he, Jesus was truly working for the devil, he would not be casting out demons. He would be putting demons into people. You know, so he's like, what are you guys even talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, but he was doing something good, you know. And in their hearts, they couldn't even see that. That's what that's what sticks out the most to me. It's like some people could do something bad, something really good, and you could just slander them because you don't like them or you feel threatened by them. You know, mm-hmm. like oh, they got a new car. Well, you know, they're stealing her. <laughs> I come from a place like that. I mean, everything's yeah. negative. You hear yeah. something, oh, it's negative. It's, like, oh, it's not always negative, you know. Look at what's happening. People are being healed. It's good. Look at the fruit at least. If you don't believe in what's happening, look at what's happening. You know. Yeah. If you don't believe the words. At least look at what's happening. And people are being healed. It's a good thing. It but always still. They're just like, yeah. oh, this guy's a, de- a devil. So that's <laughs> what he ends up uh, it always, saying to yeah. about uh, John when John was in prison and. His disciples came up to Jesus. Hey, John's asking, "Are you truly the Messiah?" Because he knew he was going to die, and at the same point, he also knew that Jesus was mm-hmm. taking his time in his ministry. And so, next thing you know, is he goes back and he says, "Tell him what you see. People are um, right. being healed. The lame are walking. The blind see, and the uh, deaf speak." And so, next thing you know, he, he goes back and says those things. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with us. We focus on one thing, and God has to show us through a lot of times through action instead of what we should be doing is listening to His word. Yeah. 
and they they had a misconception about what Jesus's mission was, what what he was going to do. They all thought he was going to set them free from Roman rule and 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 rule over them, and you know, set up his kingdom. Whereas all prophesized, but but it's not our timeline; it's God's timeline, you know, and that's that's the whole thing. And you know, to he's he's setting people free, but not free from what what they think from the oppression but but free free from themselves you know and and the freedom that we have in Christ once we once we get over the things that are got a hold on us you know all right so verse 27 or do you guys got anything on that you want to share it's no, kind of... I'm just glad that it got clarified. Well, I was uh, like the house divided. I, I never even thought of it being like yourself. Yeah. yeah they always talking about a house. Right, right. <laughs> There's multiple things you can see there. You can could, you could see it as the church. Yeah. Oh, if, if the church is divided amongst itself, then how can the church even stand? Or my, or, my, my daughter's house with the Rams and the 49ers. Yeah, right. That's a house I'm divided. Like, <laughs> That's why the football games don't go that good. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take it even deeper, too, or more on a personal level. Yeah. If if I'm in the world and I'm and I'm out there doing things I shouldn't be doing, listening to stuff, watching stuff, being influenced by the world, but yet I'm I'm spending time with Christ. You know, it's not it's it's going to constantly battle against each other. I still listen to kids, Jim. Yeah, <laughs> and, it, and it and it can't stand. You know, yeah. you can't you can't. Stand. You'll be exhausted. Yeah, yeah. you know, like the, your spirit will be yeah. Right. Believing in opposite things. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So the matter is putting God first. And, you know, like like he said in Mark, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. So all, all these cares and worries we have are going to take care of themselves if we if we put our if we make the main thing, the main thing. You mm-hmm. know, and uh, and and, and uh, you know, years ago, I, I like um I turned off the radio station because I started I started hearing the lyrics of the songs I was listening to. I was in classic rock, but I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of songs that aren't bad, but but then there's always the ones that are, and you can't filter that. I mean, it's the radio station. You're at, a, at what the whim of whatever they play. Nowadays, we got we got you know Spotify and stuff. We could pray, create our own playlist, but still, like Paul says, look, all things are beneficial, or all things, um, all things are uh, lawful for me, but not all things are beneficial. All things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. Not all things help my growth. I, I, I'm, I'm not under the law about these things, but is it going to help me? Is it going to help me if I keep listening to that? Is it going to help me if I keep watching that or hanging around this? You know, and so I turned the radio station off. And then and then I I was, someone showed me about Air One. I started listening to Christian music. And, and that's all I listen to now. Just because I want to grow better. I want to do better. You know, and so if, 
we you know if there's movies out there we we look it up and and see okay what's the content of this are they taking the lord's name in vain or something is this something we want to expose ourselves to you know we've had those conversations in the house you know and um years ago we used to watch the walking dead you know and and um <clears throat> and uh I'll, it seemed like it gradually just the language and the subject content just started getting worse and worse and and one day i'm like okay we we i mean as a family we all watched it and we all sat and talked about look is this something we want to watch you know we're we're saying this we're we're walking this way in our life should we and we all we all agreed no we shouldn't be listening to this this is, or watching this it's it's getting pretty filthy and you know, and we don't want to have that in our life, in our house. You know, question things. Don't just, don't just let it go by and be desensitized to it. You know, it's it's important because it's only going to help us to grow. You know, because the world the world never stops. We have to rest, but the enemy doesn't stop. He doesn't rest. He studies us while we're sleeping. He he finds ways to get at us, and and so it's only in Christ that we have strength to overcome it all. You know, being perfected in Him. That's going to be a lifelong struggle. It's not going to end. <laughs> but you have to keep fighting the fight. We talk about it all the time. It's like a fish swimming upstream. If he stops, what happens? You know, he doesn't get where he's going. He's going back down, and now you got to fight all over again. You know, so we just need to keep pushing and keep spending time. You know, and and even if even if it's like five minutes, you know, if that's all you can spare, at least spare it. You know, give God the time. Give him your first breath. Thank you, Lord, when you open your eyes in the morning. Just a quick thank you. At least set the tone for your day, you know. Whatever it takes. You know, everyone's got their own little things. But whatever it takes, get in a ritual. Get in a, you know, train yourself um, in a routine, you know, of of uh, spending time with them. Because that's the only way to win this fight. We, we see it all around us. The world is getting worse and worse and worse. And, and I've had non-believers tell me wow this is coming to an end yeah it is i got a book that says it you know <laughs> you know so where do you want to be when it does end you know i always think like like if we're walking in the world are we going to hear him when he comes are we going to hear his voice you know we're in tune with him when we're spending time with him but if we start straying away, are we going to hear him calling? You know, I want to hear. I want to know. I don't want to know what the world wants to teach. I want to hear him. And, and I want to hear the Holy Spirit when it tells me, no, don't do that. Don't don't listen to that. Don't follow that. Don't go that way. Don't, you know, because the more we shut out the spirit, the more we get desensitized to it. And and the more we don't hear his promptings, you know, um, but it's easier. It's easier when you spend the time on push. And God is faithful. He gives us all kind of promises. You know, I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. I will. I will. I will always be with you. You know, and um, and there's always a way if we just seek Him. 
you know, and just understand that, look, it's just because I'm a believer doesn't mean my life's going to be a cakewalk that that uh, nothing bad's going to happen. Think bad things have to happen to us and because it's in those times that we grow. It's in those times, you know, um, my son getting cancer. You know, I, I thank God for the cancer in our lives just because of what it's done to us, what it's done to our faith and, and strengthening us in, a, in Him and pulling us to Him. And so it, it, it really is important. I've really got off track here. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, it's important to understand that God does have a plan and it's not our way, it's His way. And to understand that if I'm going through something, then maybe I need to put my eyes on Him a little more and learn and see what He has to show me, what He's trying to show me, and, and grow through it. You know, and... And that's times when you become your faith. You grow leaps and bounds in it. And um, faith becomes more than just, wow, okay, I know what this word says, and I hope this happens. Or, you know, no, it becomes, I know what God says, and I know he's going to take care of me, and I know where I'm going, you know, no matter what happens. I'm still here because I still have a purpose. We all are. Yeah, um, when our purpose is done, then then he'll take us. Mike, you're still here. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, where'd I go? <laughs> what Paul say? By now, you shall be teachers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, verse twenty-seven. Yeah, everyone ready? Mm-hmm. Says. In fact, no one can enter a strong man's house without first tying him up. Then he can plunder the strong man's house. Truly, I tell you, people can be forgiven all their sins and every slander they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. They are guilty of an internal sin. Yeah, and he said this because they were saying he has an evil spirit. Right. That, oh, yeah, I should have had that. He, um, so, uh, you know, you can't, if something's going on and going on the division part, if, you know, if they tie, if, if, if someone strong gets tied up, you know, then you're stuck. You know, uh, the thing I'm, I don't know where I'm going with this, but <laughs> I feel like once I get started, it'll come, it'll come through. <laughs> um, but it, it goes against the part where, you know, where they were calling him uh, 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 Beelzebub. Beelzebub, you know, and why would he why would he go against himself why, why would he tie himself up so his house can get plundered you know and <laughs> and at the time you know he's telling he's telling all these people uh uh things of the lord you know and uh it, i think when we read if when we read before uh when the man was coming through the house it said how can he how can a man forgive uh, forgive sins? 
and he who said, can "Forgive sins, but God alone." Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Who can who can forgive sins but God alone? So these are probably the same like Pharisees that came from Jerusalem to mess with this again, mess with them again. Sounds about right. And and he was saying they everyone could be forgiven. You know, it, it's not it's not it's not like you can't mess up so bad. But once you turn yourself away from God, then you have committed the ultimate sin against yourself. You know, when you walked, when when you walked away physically and said, "Nope, this God, God's not a thing," you know, or I can do this on my own. I don't need God. You know, that's a that that that's condemning yourself because you're not you're you're no longer you you set yourself on the path. You you've made the choice. But so anything else that we do, whether we're Christian or not, um, it'll be forgiven if we give our life to the Lord. But once we once we turn away, I, I believe everyone's given that opportunity, you know, at some point in their life, and or multiple, or uh, I'm sure it's multiple. You know, I don't think it's like your one chance. You better make this right. You know, it's 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 definitely multiple, and uh, so so. When people mess up, we, we got to look at them and understand, like, instead of trying to force the law, like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. It's more of like we should love them because we were once there probably, mm-hmm. you know, or and, and there's a more there's a more loving aspect to that. They could be on time number seven. Yeah. <laughs> right? Chance number seven. Right. And, and you might be that 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 light that gets shined into that opportunity that they get. And and to keep them from making that ultimate decision, because if you don't make that decision by the end of your life, um, then you know what else left is there. There's there's not much. So I've heard people come ask me about that. Like, have I have I committed the unforgivable sin? You know, and um. I I think Greg Laurie said it, or or one or Chuck Smith, one of them said it. Where if you if you're even questioning um, uh, that you've committed that unforgivable sin, you haven't, because because if you if you had, you wouldn't you wouldn't have the heart about worrying about it. Um, the fact is, the only unforgivable sin is is denying the Holy Spirit, leaving this earth without Christ. When because the, the Holy Spirit is the one that calls you to Christ, He calls us all to Christ. And when you deny the Holy Spirit, that's the blaspheming of the Holy Spirit. You know, that's that's the only unforgivable sin. Because once once we leave this earth, we no longer have the choice. Yeah, yeah you'll be. When you make that this when you make that decision fully, mm-hmm. you, you'll be calloused. Yeah. You won't be you won't be convicted. You won't you'll just do what you want to do. You it's know, like, if you're worried about it, your yeah. your heart's still good. You know, <laughs> you still have a chance. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's like the Pharaoh and Moses, right? You see him multiple times where he actually hadn't fully made it in his heart to where he was going to not let those people go. But then the last time his heart was set, he set it down in stone, and then he went and chased them down to go kill them. But instead, the Lord had other plans. Right. But the fact was, is he made that in his heart. That's where it goes down to, is if you're 
making this decision in your heart. You make the decision that, oh, I'm going to deny the Holy Spirit, both of his power and him in my life, then it's made in your heart. Mm-hmm. The the neat thing is, too, about God is because it's his will that none would perish, that all would come to repentance. And so even a person, I believe even a person that says no to him, he still doesn't give up on them until, you know, until they're done, until their time's done. You know, and then then it's like. You know, then they're going to you get up there and say, oh, you never told me. I never, you know, and he'll show them <laughs> everyone's going to see their whole life played before them and, and every opportunity they had. And if you're like, well, wait, 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 don't show that part. <laughs> <laughs> on that altar call and you felt the prompting, but you were on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I couldn't leave it. <laughs> And then I had a text. Right. <laughs> it was a, do you remember those old Bible tracts? There were little comic books that yeah. this is your life. That one was that one always stands out to me because the guy gets to heaven and, or he guy gets up to judgment seat and and he's like, This is your life. It gets played before him and he sees all these times where where God was knocking at his heart and each time he said no. That's um, I I believe it's like that for Probably everyone. Too busy thinking of something oh. else. Yeah, sitting in church. Okay, I wonder what the game score is. Uh, when he <laughs> should have been going up and asking Christ. But, when I was a teenager, I was bad, bad. My when I would wake up in the morning sometimes after a blackout, I would get those little tracks like oh. on my my mom and put them like on my counter huh. or downstairs in the kitchen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right and God's going to show you that and he's yeah, going to be like you remember this you could have came so much sooner my stepmom yeah. yeah well those are those times when you do grow you go man I missed out on so much yeah. I could have right. had so it much more if I just did it there you know uh, all hung over yeah, <laughs> that's, that's like the biggest regret I have is that I didn't come sooner. Yeah, you know, um, I was uh, my my stepmother. She was she was cat or she was Lutheran, but but they didn't go to church and um and she sent me and my sister. We had just they had just gotten custody of us from my mom, and um and. You know, and so here she's only 10 years older than me. So she was having a lot of trouble with us. And so she sent us to she sent us to vacation Bible school and and she didn't know that it was Christian. She thought it was, you know, Lutheran. And um, and, you know, it was in that Bible school. I think it was I think it was uh, I think it's probably like 14 that I, I you know, they they played a movie um uh, one one of the rapture movies, an old old one, and uh, a thief in the night's the name oh, of yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a really low budget. Yeah. If you look it up, it's pretty cheesy, but <laughs> but um, but it it made an impact on me, and I went up. I went up, and I I was a very shy kid, and I went up in front of all these people up on a stage, and I asked Jesus into my heart. And and I know I know it was heartfelt. Um, it was after that I fell into drugs and nasty and you know. Um, but 
You always had that. Yeah, but, but even through all that time, uh, after I did, there was no one. There was no one there. I could blame everybody, you know, right? Yeah. Nobody was there to teach me. No, I didn't even have a Bible, you know. Who? No one took me to church. I had no influence. Yeah. But you know, but the fact is. God was always tugging at me. I remember one time he was calling me. I was in a driveway getting on my car and going into the going into the yard and and uh he's calling me and I and I and I stopped and I said to him, Not yet. Oh, wow. Not yet, Lord. I remember distinctly and, and there was nobody there. I was telling him, yeah. Not yet. I was like, you know, but but all through that time I could I could see a lot of times where his hand was still with me and carrying me through. I don't know why I brought that, all that up, but because <laughs> well, of the the regret. Oh yeah, you know, you know that's the regret. I didn't, I didn't turn over sooner, and you know, could have, could have avoided a lot of yeah. stuff. I was kind of the same way. I gave my life uh, at fourteen, and instead of like falling into the drugs and and crazy stuff, and I was actually more of like a a good kid, a rule follower. Mm-hmm. And I was like super legalistic, you know, <laughs> like I would just look at other people and I'm doing better than that person, you know, I'm like, yeah. and it wasn't until about, I was like 26 and, and or no, 25 now, I think it was. And, uh, I worked so hard to get to where I was. And then I was like, once I get a house, Lord, I'll spend time with you, you know? <laughs> and then I got a house and I started spending time with the Lord and I go, man, I could have had this so much easier. Right. Than, you know, I should have gave this up a long time ago. I was trying to just do it on my own. And right. What's funny is God put him across the street from Pastor Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be, you. <laughs> I'd be jacking up the house, right. replacing the footings. And, and then Matt comes over. Don't even tell you he was a pastor. He's like, hey, you need any help? Oh, yeah. no, like, the thing was, is uh, it was the first winter. Like, we moved in, and, like, three days later, it snowed, like, a foot, you know? And we just moved in, and I'm shoveling, and I finish shoveling. I see him, this old man, you know? And he, he's, just, he's just chilling, and then I go over and talk to him. I think it was, like, almost a week before I realized he was a pastor, and he didn't even tell me. It was his, uh, it was his wife that told me. And I like after he told me that, I would just come to him with questions. I'd be like, "Oh, this is because I, at the time, I, I made that promise when I was younger, where I was like, I'm gonna spend time with the Lord when, when, when I get a house. And mm-hmm. as I'm working on the house, I'd have the, the Bible app playing in the background, and certain like certain parables would show up, and I was just like, "Oh, I'm, I like that one. Let me look into that one a little more, you know." And then look into it a little more and then I'd go ask Matt a question and he wouldn't answer. He would just leave me with another question. So then I'd go and dive more, you know, and, but I came to that realization probably about a year, like nine months to a year into it. And I go, man, I've, I've been a Christian. I've been just plain Christian, you know, like, uh, and, and I took it serious and as I was taking it serious, I was investigating everything. I was like, I got to make sure this is the real deal. And, Every question that came up, I'd find an answer. And some of these questions, I'd spend two weeks just waiting and waiting and waiting and reading and waiting. And then someone would say something that's not even like near it, but it like out of everywhere I read, it would just click like a puzzle. And I'd be like, oh, that's the whole thing. And mm-hmm. 
And I go, man, I should have just done this sooner. Yeah. <laughs> but it, but it, but I can look back and I go, all right, that the Lord did that for me. The Lord did that yeah. for me. And the whole time when I was doing it, I was like, no, I'm doing this. I'm going to do this. You know, this is what, this is how it is to be yeah. a good person in this world, you know? And I'd go to other philosophies on how to be a better person or how to make the world a better place. Cause I'm like an ideologue at heart. And then realized Christ did it the whole time. Yeah. You know, it was in front of me before I even thought about that yeah. stuff. You know? And I was like 20 years before I really started coming to church. Um, my wife was pregnant with our first and, uh, and, and I had always made it, it made my mind that, you know what, I'm raising kids in the church. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to have them go through what I did. <clears throat> and I was, you know, same thing. I'm, I'm getting married and I'm not, I'm not going to have a divorce. I'm not going to split up because I'm not going to put my kids through what I went through. You know, not that, not that I had it hard. I mean, but, but it isn't easy with parents split up. You know, I don't blame them. It's just what happens, you know, but, but I made up my mind in my life that it wasn't going to happen. And, um, yeah. And I, and I kept that promise to God too. I, we started going to church and the kids were raised in church. They were born going to church and <laughs> going to church before they were born. <laughs> so, so it was really, it was really cool. But yeah, that same regret, it could have been better i could have been a better example to them because i was still growing when they're growing up so i'm still i was still drinking a beer here and there and you know it's like they didn't have to see that you know what what do you what are you showing them that they don't have to go through you know because because face it you know as parents we're we're the role models and and they're gonna imitate us we're their hero you Where'd know, you learn that from? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I don't talk like that. Nowadays, it's the I've internet. I've heard that. <laughs> I've heard that from you. The internet raises yeah, you now. Remember, you gave me that tablet. <laughs> yeah. It's right. like tell them all all their life don't smoke, but if you're just you're just a chimney with them, they're gonna do it. <laughs> Just, Don't smoke, but be, grab me a cigarette. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> light it for me. Right, light this on the stove. <laughs> My dad always had a carton in the back seat, and I'd always grab a pack up. There's <laughs> a guy I listen to. He says it's about kids. I don't have kids. I'll probably never have them, but it's true. Where he says, uh, "Kids will always fail to listen to their parents, but they'll never fail to copy them." Right, because yeah. I did become my dad fully. I was like, and I did. I was like, there's no way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The guy cut commercials. Too Vanilla to co get away from that. Yeah. And yeah. here I am. The Geico commercials are hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I could have fooled like really bad with my mom and everything, and just raging like super rage. I was so full of rage, and I was that was my dad going up. I hated him for that, but that was me. And I was like, can't happen again. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, that was the day I stopped drinking. Got to break the cycle. Yeah. At least being rage, filled with rage and drinking, you know. Mm -hmm. That part died. Yeah. It was crazy. <clears throat> but it could be a good thing, too, like you said. Yeah. You know, it could emulate you in good things. Yeah. yeah. And even and even the things that I went through, you know, it, it helped make me who I am today. And, you know, it's Romans eight twenty eight. You know, 
God works all things together for the good of those that love him who are called according to his purpose. You know, so through all the things we go through, if if we love God, uh, he's going to use those things to make us Christ-like and grow us. Even in our mistakes, even in our wrong steps, it doesn't mean to go do it because there's an easier way. <laughs> we got to take the hard way around all the time. <laughs> <laughs> One day we'll learn. <laughs> we just won't be on earth when it happens. Yeah. All right, so 31. You made it that far? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it's easy. It's, it's going by fast with Matt and being mm -hmm. gone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> then Jesus' mother and brothers arrived. Standing outside, they sent someone in to call him. A crowd was sitting around him, and they told him, Your mother and brothers are outside looking for you. Who are my mother and my brothers, he asked. Then he looked at those seated in the circle around him and said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. Goes back to the unification, right? Yeah. Um, what I see here is... Uh, he was trying to show uh, he was trying to show the people uh, to stop looking worldly and to start seeing it spiritually if we're all in the same accord then that's your brother that's your sister that's your mother you know we're all under the same uh, same circumstance and we got to love each other that way and uh, what the crowd was saying was like was the worldly aspect of it and it's not it's for us to not to not see the way through the the world's eyes you know that's what we got saved from is is the world because if we walked on the world's path we would die in the end but christ showed us a way and he's teaching us a way as we're going through this book is that if we live in such a way um there's life and and you can share that life with others uh by loving one another and and sharing your experiences with one another and bearing with one another. That's what the whole Beatitudes is all about. You know, we we grow to become that. And and the people that and all the people that grow to become that, that's your that's your brother, that's your sister, that's your mother, you know, because they treat you as such and you treat them as such, you know. I always say look at the world when you have a best friend and that best friend becomes so close to where they're like a brother to you or a sister to you. and That's the worldly point of view. But in the yeah. spirit, when you're spending time with the spirit and they're spending time with the spirit, you just find this unification with each other to where it's like, oh, man, you get, I, it's like I've known you all my life. Even though you probably just met the person or oh, you barely know them. But yet, because you're both in the spirit, spirit recognizes spirit. And you're both in the same mindset. And if you go back to what Paul started off in the beginning, um, that we have to reach out to them first, and then they'll see, and then they'll treat us the same way, just like how God first loved us, you know? Uh, and and it, it, we go out that extra mile to show them love, then they become a brother and sister. But we already see them as that, you know? It's not, we're not looking at the person next to us and because he cut us off on the freeway or something and you know we're 
We're gonna act like them. They, we're not gonna act like them. We're gonna we're gonna rise above. You know, we'll stuff like that. Chase that person down and cut them off. <laughs> <laughs> right their bumper. You know, we're gonna show them the love of Christ instead. You know, like oh, it's probably your like. Sorry, you know, maybe I was in the way or I was doing something wrong or give them the benefit of the doubt, you know, or I they're having a bad day, stuff like that. I love like what he, he said before. He's like, oh, yeah, every time someone starts speeding or does something like that, he's like, oh, they must be late to church. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, they're rushing to get somewhere. It must be a church, you know. Yeah, it, it's just it, it, it lightens the mood because it's easy to get mm-hmm. frustrated at stuff like that, you know. So I say something hilarious to make us Change forget, you know, your make your us forget. Yeah, because... That's where it starts. It starts in the mind, and then you change your mind, and then your mind can change your heart. And once you change your heart, then your actions come from it, you know? Your tongue. Yeah, everything. Life and death. Mm-hmm. Whatever's in your heart is going to pour out of your mouth. Oh, Matthew 15, huh? It's this not what defiles that goes into your mouth. It's what defiles right. you comes out. Yep. Oh, get your prayers in. Um... This reminds me of um, uh, in in John seven where he's going up to the the feast and this and he tells him he's not going and the brothers his brothers tell him well you well I got to read it okay where are you taking us <laughs> um, John seven seven one yep one through thirteen. <clears throat> I was gonna say you're gonna read before everyone gets right. there. Right? <laughs> you, you said thirteen. John, John seven. seven, seven, one through John one through thirteen. So after this, Jesus went around in Galilee, purposely staying away from Judea because the Jews there were waiting to take his life. But when the Jewish feast of tabernacles was near, Jesus' brother said to him, you ought to, you ought to leave here and go to Judea so that your disciples may see the miracles you do. No one who wants to become a public figure, figure acts in secret. Since you are doing these things, show yourself to the world. For even his own brothers did not believe in him. And and then, uh, therefore, Jesus told them, the, time, the right time for me has not yet come. For you, any time is right. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify that what it does is evil. You go to the feast. I am not yet going up to, the, to this feast because for me, the right time has not yet come. Having said this, he stayed in Galilee. Now that's we can stop there. But it, but what he's talking, uh, it it just reminds me that um, they didn't they didn't know, they didn't know. You know that they, they were perplexed of why why are you doing this? This is crazy. You know um, they kept calling him to something they didn't know. But then later they did because you know James James wrote uh, his brother James wrote. Uh, an epistle you know so it's um it it just it's crazy to see you know that uh even even people in your own household you know don't listen don't follow because everyone's got their own choices to make sometimes those are the first people to yep (laughs) you know to to be divided where you're yeah. at, you know. I think that's what the story was. The, the brothers and 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 they came out and they, hey, your mom's over there and he's healing people. He's like, he's doing his work, you know. Yeah. He's like, you know what? 
my, my look at my brothers and sisters, the ones right. who do the will of God, yeah. the ones that are like doing what we're doing. Yeah, they care about these things. These are my brothers and sisters. Yeah. these are the people they don't care. They want you know they're thinking about themselves. Want to hush them up. Want peace. Yeah, want eat in peace or whatever you know. Yeah, I don't know what they wanted, but they wanted to do their own thing instead of they the will of God. Thing, yeah, you know, basically. it may be in the other the other aspect. They're like, okay, you go show yourself. You can be you can be a king to these people, and we can ride your coattails. Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right here, it kind of seems to me they're mocking them. Cause right, they're believing them. They're like, hey, you want to be public? You want to be famous? What are you doing? Right, like, go show yourself. Yeah. Yeah, not yeah. believing him, though, telling him that. It's weird. Yeah. The people who do it in secret are evil, usually. Like, why are you yeah. doing it in secret? Yeah, because yeah. they they didn't have faith and hope. Mm-hmm. No, they had their own understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's what a lot of people don't see, is the, these people that are in this testament, they have yet to get the, the yeah. spirit. You know, they didn't get the spirit until after Christ raised and uh, rise to heaven, you know? Yeah. Like... So they're still thinking like the ways that uh, we did before Christ. You know, they still thought the ways that the world taught them. And they did you know? Because we're all raised by our own environment, you know. The environment that you grew up around is the environment you know. And that's what Jesus changes in us is it, it's a it's a whole different yeah. experience. You 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 set that you step outside the storm, you know. And 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 you learn the, the new ways and in that learning new ways, you're able to pull people out of that same storm, you know? Yeah. Because your testimony reaches certain people, just like my testimony is going to reach someone else's testimony mm-hmm. different than than Paul's or Mike's, you know? We could all reach different people different. Um, it's kind of a picture, too, of how... Um... You know, don't don't we all kind of think, uh, wow, I wish I could have walked with Jesus and, you know, but yet would we have done better? Mm-hmm. I just wish you know, I could have walked um, water with him. The so. fact is we have it. We have it better than they did when they were with him because mm-hmm. we have him in us and he's always with us. You know, um, he went up to the mountainside. He took little breaks here and there and, you know, um, and and so they were separated from him. We're never separated from him. So uh, yeah. It, it, but the but what you see is that even his own brothers, they grew up with him, but yet they didn't believe in him. So would we have been better? You know, would we have been better than the Jewish that you know they see the miracles, but yet next thing you do, and they're they're off doing their thing, and most of them died in the wilderness. You know, and so. Um, I don't. I don't think we would have done any better. Would Would we have been better at the crucifixion? Would we have been? You know, I. I think we probably all would have been among the crowd. Crucify him! Crucify him! You know, um, it's it's. Uh, you know, we think we think we know better, but God knows better. You know, and God didn't even hold it against them when they were hollering him and nail him to the cross and. You know, cursing him and stuff. He, what did he say on the cross? Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. You know, he has that love and compassion with us. And, and it always falls back to, look, uh, you're going to make mistakes. <laughs> Life happens. We are human. You know, and, and the fact that the, the fact is we can't do it. And if we could, he wouldn't have came to do it for us. You know, that's the fact. And, and we'll never be good enough on our own. So just to follow him and try and do better, 
you know yeah yeah they were they were with him and felt like like i said earlier jesus had the best teacher but yet you know and he went away sorrowful all he had to do was repent because he he hurt from what he did so bad that he took his life you know all he had to do was repent peter did the same thing yeah and so peter repented. did repent yeah, but peter repented <laughs> You know, who took their own life? Judas. Judas. Oh, yeah. He Spirit. hanged himself. The one that sold Jesus out. For the yeah. And everyone refused to touch the body and even be in the field. Mm -hmm. And I think it's. I think Judas. You know, there's speculation and stuff, but I think Judas. Judas probably did this thinking. Okay, if I sell him out. He's going to come into his kingdom and set us free. Oh yeah, you know, and and uh, but they thought they did think like that back in the day. Yep, and then Judas. but they then, had a different understanding than what. But was then when it happen. didn't happen, he's like, "Oh, what have I done? They're going to kill him," you know, and threw the money down and 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 went away crying and hung himself. He went back to the Pharisees and threw it at their feet. Yeah. So you guys remember you guys remember what the verse we started at was? The faith, love, and hope. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you guys remember that? The thing the three things that remain? Mm -hmm. Faith, love, and hope. Do you, you guys see in what we just read today, do you guys see any of those three things? Yeah, you want to Would share with Mark and, and John? Like that 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 passage we read in Mark, do you see faith, love, and hope in there at all? Oh, they're looking. I know. They're looking. Give them time. <laughs> Yeah, with the 28, I believe. 28? Verse 28. Truly I tell you, people can be forgiven for all their sins and every slander they utter. Which one do you see? Um, I believe, like, with faith, like, you know, the, uh, you'll be forgiven for your sins. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, like, having the, you know, obviously the faith to, to confess those and whatnot. Yeah. Confess your sins. Yeah. I agree with that. I, yeah. I see. I see love in that too because yeah. you can be you like can be you can be yeah, saved with. You know, it's all he offers a way out of mm -hmm. what you're doing. Yeah. Here's the thing about Jesus: even when he's rebuking, he's still teaching, setting the example. Yeah, yeah. that's the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. This is how you do it. You know, I'm not gonna leave you alone so that you don't. Yeah, know. exactly. That's what the Pharisees would do: they say, "Oh, you're broken, but fix yourself." You know, <laughs> yeah, you're on your own, bro. That's what you gotta yeah. do. You gotta pay for it too. Like, oh, I'm not God. <laughs> and, and when you fix yourself, come back and make an offering and do your sacrifices. <laughs> but you can't have your offering yet at that point. <laughs> and we do that. We do that same thing as Christians exactly. today. You know, there's nothing new under the sun. It's just take as individuals, we should rise up and be better because it starts with the individual that can create a community. Mm -hmm. You know. Like, like the Bible says that the, the, the purpose of the church is to edify, for us to edify each other yeah. mm -hmm. and God, you know, to be more Christ-like, mm -hmm. to be more like God. That's it. And we all win that way. Our mm -hmm. families win that way. Right. Our friends right. win that way. Everybody does. Mm -hmm. Amen.
Because whether they accept or deny, they see Christ. Mm-hmm. And and the Holy Spirit touches their heart when you're shining light. They see something. And, and, and when they're coming against you, know that they're really being touched. The, um, the, the, you know, it's like, it's like the saying, uh, the dog that gets hit with the stone is the one that barks the loudest, you know? And so, um, it's the same with people, the people that are getting touched by the spirit, they're the ones that are gonna, that are gonna rebel and lash out harder and louder and, and they're closer than they think. <laughs> That's why you said not yet. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Anyone see anything else of those three at all? Anywhere else? I would say uh, verse thirty-one through thirty-five would be uh, I would say hope and hope and love. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. To love everyone as to love someone as as a mother, brother, sisters, and to hope that everyone can see the same way would be pretty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That sums up Christianity. Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah and to, yeah. <laughs> whole book in a yeah. sentence. <laughs> yeah, even enduring so so many people that they couldn't even eat. Yeah, that's love. You know, and and there and this, you know, his, yeah, and his family's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I, I know for a fact I'd probably be bothered if I <laughs> sit there like. <laughs> I've done it a few times. Right. Right. <laughs> the Bible says uh, the greatest is a servant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The kingdom of God, the greatest is going to be the servant. Yeah, not the kings or the famous, you know, pop stars. It's the servants. Yeah, that's what he showed when he was sitting with the the disciples. Got down and washed their feet and mm-hmm. he served them. He even washed the feet of the one who betrayed him. Yeah. Yeah, it even I was even reading in um, was it either Matthew or Luke? I'm in both of them right now. But he was talking about John. You know, John, John being. Um, you know the 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 greatest here, the big prophets showing them uh, paving the way for Christ. But even in on the other side, he's going to be the least. You know, and and it's because he's going to be the servant. You know, um, it's because um, it's because of humility. It's because of um, putting yourself beneath people and not and not thinking you're above them. You know, putting yourself as a servant and. Uh, Man, you grow so much more, you know, when you when you reach out and help people. Yeah, that's why it's always good to remember to walk in repentance, mm-hmm. because that that repent that constant walk of repentance keeps you humble. Yeah, you know, you you realize you messed up, you realize you've done something wrong, mm-hmm. and um, and, and that keeps you that keeps you in that moment that you want to. You serve others, you know. The, walking in the spirit. Yeah, walking right. in the spirit. You know, it's always good to give yourself know. up instead of trying to figure it right. out your own. And then you, you give into that little thing. You know, everything is dirty. You know, these people make you mad. Everybody's making you mad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you see the negative and everything. You know. Yeah. Like, oh no, I'm walking that's in the where flesh. Matt, that's where Matt talks about saying mm-hmm. that once you give in, you're giving into this that spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That evil spirit, and that evil spirit, then affects literally everything yeah. that you touch, mm-hmm. and the people around you start getting affected. 
My wife starts to annoy me. I'm just like, why? It's <laughs> <laughs> just me, you know? Are you not her. her an evil spirit? <laughs> She's probably watching online. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. <laughs> no more Apex Friday. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the beauty of it. Because that, that humbleness keeps you keeps you from going to those those ways because you can even mess up one time and you think this is this is what i deal with is like i'll accomplish something and i think i did it myself you know or you know or like oh i didn't do this in today you know and then once i like the next day comes i might do it i might get past it again the next day and then the following day after that i I break. I can't believe when people do it. You know, and I do it. You know, I end up doing it, and it's not that what it's not what I do next. It's how I hold myself next. Is it affects everything else I'm doing? You know, I'm in a bitter mood, or you know, like I'm in a bitter mood because I did something. You know, and it's like it's not about what you do. It's about it's about being in that constant walk of repentance because you're constantly moving forward. You know, you're no longer looking backwards. You're no longer um, you're no longer worrying about something you did. It's more of, oh, even though I'm gonna mess up in the future, I'm still gonna walk in the spirit with the Lord. You know, not by works, but no one's right. Be right. To be free, to be free. Free to love people. Mm -hmm. If you're not, you can't. Yeah. I don't see any prayers come in. Everybody must be good. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got any prayers? I do, just for work. For work? For work and the house. My daughter. My wife. My grandson. <laughs> Is she grandson? Yeah. You ain't no grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> comes with this right here. Right. I don't believe is that how you get that? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not from him. <laughs> so I'm probably Mary Jane too, because she's not here, so she's probably not. She's her equilibrium's probably so off. She is online though. Oh. There it is. It's <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Lord. Don't. <laughs> yeah, it's a miracle. Yeah, Kathy said the the women's craft Saturday is at one o'clock. So. Since you're like two minutes away, you could. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to see if I still have my beans. <laughs> uh, you can pray for the for Sloan. <laughs> Keep her growing good. So when she's ready to pop out. Your daughter's name is Sloan? Mm hmm. What does that mean? Warrior or confident? <laughs> Sloan. Sloan. Yeah, she's she'll be due in March. So first one. First one. You bet. 
Well, I guess Tony's the first one. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Your whole life changes. Yeah, it's gonna be a whole, whole different story. Francis. Oh yeah, yeah. Mamoa Francis. Stinky Mamoa. <laughs> Stinky Mamoa. Yeah. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, just Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for this study that we had, Lord, and the people that came, Lord. I could just only imagine if they didn't come tonight that it would just be us, Jacob, and uh, Mikey, and be a pretty quiet study, is what I think it would be, Lord. But thank you for sending the people, and we ask that you would just continue to grow us um, each individually and each as a unified body, Lord. Just help us to. Focus more on you and not to be divided, but to be one, one focused on one, one thing, which was loving others and being in your spirit, Lord. Lord, we ask that you would just keep us safe as we go home, Lord, whether it's two minutes away or 20 or half an hour, Lord, just help keep us safe and help us be able to get through the rest of this week safely, Lord, and focused on you. And we ask that you would just have your hand over a Squeak and his family, Lord, just we thank you for everything you're doing in their life. But we also ask that you would just uh, continue to work through them, help them with his work, Lord, help them to help them just to be blessed by you, Lord, and help his daughter, Lord, just to have your blessing over her, Lord. We just ask your hand over the entire situation, everything that's going on, Lord, just show your hand to their entire family. In everything that they do, Lord. And we ask that your hand would be over Mary Jane, Lord. Just, uh, Lord, we ask that you would just, whatever the reason why she's not here, whether she has a headache or just was still off, Lord, or whatever the case may be, we just ask that you would just be with her and heal her body and strengthen her, Lord. And Lord, just uh, be with her every step of the way, Lord. Her and Leo, Lord. We ask your hand over Memo and Francis and her and their family, Lord, just to heal Memo and everything he's going through. And we ask that you would just give peace over the family, Lord, that you would just bless the family and strengthen the family both together and in you, Lord. Help them, Lord. And we ask your hand over Yvette and just heal her, Lord. We know cancer is a nasty, nasty thing. And we just ask that you would heal her body, Lord completely heal it and wash it clean Lord help this disease just to completely dissolve out of her body and to be cleansed and purified in you Lord and that everyone that would see it would know that it comes from you and Lord we also ask your hand over Laura Lord and keep her safe and continue healing her and helping her Lord and I'm thankful every time I see her Lord because it's another day it's like man you're here after that surgery and it's just awesome lord and we just ask that you would just continue to be with her strengthening her lord and we just ask that uh your hand would be over this entire church lord and every church that's out there speaking your word that you would just grow them both in numbers but more importantly in the spirit lord 
that the leaders of the church would be focused on you and focused on representing you the right way, Lord. Help help us all, Lord. This world is a nasty place and it keeps getting more, more and more nasty, Lord. We just thank you for everything you're doing in the lives and our families and in our workplaces everywhere, Lord. And we just ask that your hand would continue to be over us. And we ask these things in your name. In Jesus' name we say, Amen. 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 Amen.